I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the Power Platform Show. Thanks for joining me today. I hope today's guest inspires and educates you on the possibilities of the Microsoft Power Platform. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Sydney, Australia. He works as a solution architect at Link Housing. In 2021, he won the Power Housing Award for Excellence in Customer Service and Business Support. I'd like to welcome to the show, Adam Cunningham. Thanks, Mark. Pleasure being on. Good to have you on the show. It's I always like to hear these stories of where the Power Platform has been used in the field without you know Microsoft's interpretation of it or without a Microsoft's partner's story behind it, but really hearing what your story is. But before we jump in there, can you tell me a bit about what you do when you're not working? What does food, family, and fun, what do they mean to you? Look, I think much like everyone else, I've got a young son, not so young now, eight. Most of everything I do tends to revolve around him. These days, I mean, you know, kids, sports, schoolwork, doesn't leave much time for something else. Like a bit of basketball, do some lifting and, and boxing and what have you. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice, nice. And tell me then, how did you, you know, what's your origin story? How did you get into this career of technology? Uh, look, I was operational, how, like frontline housing management, working mm-hmm. homeless and youth services. Mm-hmm. Gradually, just, you know, through doing different projects, I was doing renovations, a whole bunch of different stuff. And then, yeah, the CEO that we had at the time was like, oh, you're going to manage our new system. We're putting in a new system. You're going to manage it. And I didn't know anything at all about IT, really. And it went from there. So what was the new system that got put in? I was Tech One. Tech uh, Technology One. One. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a rather rather you... uh, fully-fledged ERP style. Yeah, using a lot of solution. councils right around Australia. Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not been so popular in the housing scene. It's, it's extremely mm-hmm. flexible, but, you know, it's interesting to keep track of and, and do all your work in there and everything else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an ERP. It's not a housing solution. Right, 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 right. So then how did, how did you transition into the Power Platform? Look, it's, uh, I went, actually went around, spent some time at other orgs, did a whole bunch of other consulting work, and then I came back to another uh, technology like Finance One user and was working with them. And then Link Housing approached me and asked me to come over and said they were looking at integrating some new systems and everything else. And I was like, sure. And so we, we worked on some of their older systems, moving them from older style on-prem, you know, based up like totally, you know, desktop-based applications mm-hmm. to more modern cloud-based solutions, et cetera. And then, you know, we were having a look around and our major, uh, look, our major core system is a little bit limited in that space. Mm-hmm. It flex, like it's, Lacking flexibility, it's an old, you know, C++ app. Now it's been rewritten into .NET. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, our options to do anything with it were quite limited. And, yeah, look, I was mucking around with some Microsoft stuff. I was already quite familiar with Power BI. I was using Power BI for a lot of our integrations. When I came to Link, we were really only using uh, Microsoft Excel as mm-hmm. our main reporting tool. And so I bought in Power BI, and then it sort of just went from there. Yeah. 
Tell, then, tell me about that that change from using Excel for your reporting to going to Power BI. What was the kind of feedback you got from people that were, you know, being provided with the reports, the dashboards, things like that? Well, look, we've gone, I mean, Link basically went from having our reports done once, once a week manually by the reporting analysts in Excel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to having lifetime reporting in front of them on their phones, mobile devices. Yeah. iPads, you know, or yeah, their, yeah. Whatever, however they wanted it, they could get it. Mm-hmm. And so for them, it was quite an eye-opener, and they didn't realize that it could be done as easily. I mean, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. it's not it's not totally easily, but they couldn't believe how quickly it was able to be done and implemented, and also the results that they were getting. You know, we had improvements across the board in, in basically every area that BI touched, yeah, uh, yeah. everything from, you know, vacancy processes to arrears to everything. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you can see the data and even the end users can see the data and what's happening and where they're at within, you know, amongst their own patches, mm-hmm. it sort of makes the whole thing uh, bring in, you know, a continual improvement. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so then and so, the, the transition into the other power technologies? Well, COVID. <laughs> Basically, it was COVID. Uh, like I said, we were working on older systems, uh, quite inflexible. All of our workforce went home. Mm-hmm with our first lockdown and we were caught a little bit unawares. And so we, I think I, in two weeks I'd rolled out my first from, I went from mucking around with the power apps to rolling out my first power apps in all of about three weeks, literally. And so just because there was, I mean, we had to do something. We, our options for li- working at home were quite limited. We were working off remote desktop or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so look, we had to get it up and running in a quick uh, power apps came along and yeah, it was History, I guess, from them. Wow. Now so, we have uh, four or five, five or six applications now in use throughout the organization. There's definitely seems to be a taste for more. Yeah. So do you have, when you say five or six, are they kind of like, you know, critical to how your organization runs or are they more support type functions? Look, a mixture of both. We started off with support type functions where our systems weren't capturing or was like uh, the process to capture the data was very convoluted, very slow, very manual. And uh, we were able to, like the first app that we brought in was purely just a data capture tool, but yep. it allowed integration with the system and everything else. And it was so much easier than using the actual system. And then it went on from there. Now we actually have um, our maintenance processes being run on a power app, which is, it's basically a $10 million a year business being yep. run on on the power app itself with mm-hmm, some integration mm-hmm. back into our finance. So we've got a mixture from, you know, just key functions that our system doesn't support to whole business units running their business on them. So you obviously spearheaded this. Have you grown more of a team around you? Have you brought in, you know, have, is there other folks that have started now getting involved within your organization? Like said, you know, hey, I, this power up stuff's cool. Can I have an app for me? Or And you've said, hey, go build it yourself. <laughs> like, here's the tools, look, go build. <laughs> I wish that would happen. At this stage, uh, everyone wants an app. They don't seem confident to jump in and give it a try. Mm-hmm. We have, um, I mean, we didn't even have flow, widespread use. And so mm-hmm, I've got mm-hmm. some of the business units and some of the more technical stuff. I've taught them how to use flow just for some simple stuff and showed yeah, them what yeah, they can yeah. do with it. And so flow definitely is being used out in the business. Mm-hmm. Power apps, not so much. Everyone seems a little bit apprehensive still to touch it. Okay. But everyone definitely, I think I've got, I'm sitting on a list of five or six apps that people want at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so power apps, they seem a bit apprehensive about. I think just because they look at it, it's a bit, little bit technical, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, that worries them a little bit. And so they get a bit scared. And I like I tell them not to worry. I'll show you. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. We've had some other people in my team start to dabble in it. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, out in the business, not so much. Flow out in the business is actually quite well received. Right. Um, and they're using it for some operational stuff. Um, definitely mm-hmm. some of the more technical users are using it for workflow management almost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's been a uh, transformative process. What's What's been, from the business stakeholders' perspective, what's their perception now of, do they they call it the power platform? What, what, what do they refer to it? Do you have your own naming systems for it? No, they just basically refer to the apps as the apps separately, mm-hmm. power apps, and then mm-hmm. they... they yeah, they, they really don't refer to it as a power platform, I've noticed. Amongst mm-hmm. our team, that like because mm-hmm. we've got a BI team now, we, we tend to refer to it as such. Yep. The business just refer to them as the apps. Yeah. Basically, they don't want to know what's there. They just, uh, you know, use yeah. them. I'm interested. What's your experience been from a licensing perspective? Like what journey have you gone on? Because we've seen the pricing of the licensing drop. We've seen, you know, I don't know whether you started out with a per app license and then do you get to a critical point where you go, you know what, we've got more apps. It's cheaper to actually go, you know, the full consumption model. What, how did it out? What was your journey for that? Well, look, as a nonprofit, we were quite lucky because our per user price was very uh, affordable. Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. worked that into our costing. So we actually just went the per user price from the beginning. Right. Um, only mm-hmm. because we were a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if we did not get the nonprofit pricing, it would have changed the whole thing. Yeah. We would have had to be really selective in what we were doing and everything else. But with the per, with the nonprofit pricing, it just enables us to, okay, all operational stuff, we give it to them, and then we just work, work it out later, you know, because we're only looking at two or $3,000 across a whole organization for like 100 wow. licenses per year. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's really affordable compared to anything else that's out there. That's interesting. Um, yeah, look, it, and it was at first there was even just getting concrete information from licensing from our um, technology supplier was, was a mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. And so then I basically just ended up having to go and dig through everything myself and read it and research and, I think I think in hindsight, I found out they actually have a course. Microsoft offer a course in their licensing, which, uh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't that that's no surprise there, right? Yeah, no I found surprise. that out in hindsight, though after after spending numerous hours researching and seeing yeah. how it all puts together, and you know, yeah. it would have been I, I, handy. But look, it's good that I, I think it's really good that with the latest changes, I think it's simplified it. Mm-hmm. it. It's made it more, you know, much more easy to understand and everything else. Yeah, at first I found it really. Not difficult, just some challenges in around, okay, is this connected premium? Is this this? Is yeah. this that? What would have bumped my app up to, you know? And mm-hmm, so when they mm-hmm, made those mm-hmm. changes, it definitely made it a lot easier. Yeah. So when you're looking at road mapping uh, for the future, what does your backlog look like? Are they are they, are they they uh, massively complex apps? Are they simple apps? Uh, are you, another thing, are you using the uh, Power App Portal at all? Look, I... I just believe the Power Apps portal changed. We did explore it earlier on in the mm-hmm, piece, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the price, uh, it was quite yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. there were cheaper options. But now with the new vision and prices, I'm going to go back and look at that. At this stage, no, because we've just got a bit of a backlog on on the apps that the business wants. And so we've mm-hmm. asked them to prioritize it, you know, because we want to go through proper development cycle, you know, full testing. Yeah, have replicating tests and prod environments and everything else. And so it takes a little bit longer, but it provides surety for the business and for like us that need to support it that it's all doing what it should be. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Power Apps Portal is definitely something I'm interested in personally. I don't think we're going to look at that so much from our organization standpoint. Yeah. But yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot of, of room to move there. At first, I thought it was a little bit expensive for yeah what was on offer. But again, you know, Microsoft, as they've been doing over the past, you know, two to three years have consistently been going back and looking at that and bringing Mm, the pricing mm, down from what I can mm, tell. mm. 
Yeah, well, um, scale, right? You got so many people on it, you can, you know, economies of scale. What about your deployment model? Are you mainly deploying your apps inside of Teams, or are you building? Are you deploying out to iOS, Android, that type of thing? Look, most of our staff actually have access to iPads, iPhones, and mm-hmm. obviously their laptops. So we use a combination. Um, yep. We do deploy them out to the iOS side of the apps because that's what mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. use um, in the organization. Right, Some of the right. staff have can have worked out that oh, I can access this on my Android device and they're using mm-hmm. Android as well, mm-hmm. which came up with some interesting things like IE, Android, like Android, depending on the version of Android they were doing, it was no matter how you would code dollar signs, it would translate them in. For all my UK-based staff who yep. had Android devices, it would pre- it would put the pound over the top. Wow. And it was doing that at the OS level. And so it took yep. me ages to work out a way to mm-hmm. get around that one. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we've got a combination. Most of them actually tend to use them via the, via the web uh, interface. Yep. Wow. So power, okay. powerups.com and, and yep, for yep, yep. that's how the majority of them are being used, except for uh, there's a handful that, you know, uh, for instance, the maintenance app, which is fully like, you know, on the iPad form factor. And yep. basically all the technical staff use that iPads and computer. Mm-hmm. So on their PCs and, and laptops as well. Yeah. So what are the lessons learned? You know, you've, you've got a bit of history behind you now and building out. What, what are the lessons learned and what would your advice be to, other, let's go just even in the non-for-profit space. What would your advice be to them? Oh, look, I, I think it's such a powerful tool. I don't think it's quite recognized what you can actually do with it yet. Mm-hmm. It's been such a journey. Like I look back at some of the first programs I've done and and Microsoft itself has, has developed Power Apps so much. Like some of the things I had to go all the way around the merry-go-round, so to speak, are now mm-hmm. built-in functions, which is really nice. I really like the fact that Microsoft has continued to develop it. I also like the fact that they ha- look. It seems like they have been listening to some of that user voice stuff that users have been reporting, mm-hmm. and it's looking so much more robust now than what it did even eighteen months ago. Yeah, like yeah. I think Power Apps itself is actually, you know, it's become a lot more robust, a lot more user friendly. Also, as the documentation and knowledge of it's increased, mm-hmm. it, it's really made things a lot easier. I mean, I, I'm, I think now I'm rolling up, you know, my proof of concepts in two or three weeks. And that's not two or three weeks of work. That's from the beginning, you know, the project yeah. starting, and then you reconvene in three or four weeks. And that's, you know, you'll have your proof of concept out. And that's, you you haven't spent three or four weeks on that straight. That's mm-hmm, just in the last mm-hmm. time because you're working on other things. And it just enables that beginning part to be done so quickly. Yeah. So in, hinds- in, in hindsight, what would it, if you were to do it today, starting from scratch, knowing all you know, what would you do differently? But what would you do the same? Oh, look, I, I look back now and just with everything that's changing, I am just like, I want to go back and rewrite all my apps just because <laughs> of all the new stuff that Microsoft's brought in. There's so much more easier ways of going about it. So, look, I would suggest when I started, it was difficult to find a user guide documentation around, you know, uh, mm-hmm. tu- Power-ups tutorials, in essence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was really difficult finding all that. And so I would suggest do as much research as you can and just look at power-ups in, in itself and what different people are doing and how they're doing about it and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a, like a versatile tool, you know? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are your top resources as in that your go-to, if, if you've got someone in your organization that says, hey, I need to get up to speed, where do you, where are the, what are the URLs you email to them to uh, get them to take a look at? Normally, it's uh, Shane Young's uh, YouTube. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, or the Microsoft. Um, Microsoft have actually, like over the last year, 
the Paragraphs portal, and you know how you've got Microsoft.learn. Yep. Yep. They've expanded that so much, which I wish was around before I started looking at it. Because I look at it now and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Well, yeah. well, before they <laughs> pretty much just had a forum, you know? Yeah. And uh, and so them themselves have been, with the work that they've been doing, it's been really good. And so I, I send yeah. them basically to those two places. Yeah, I find Shane Young's stuff good. Also, Reza Rani, I think. Yeah. I yep. Reza's Rez, been doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, I, yeah, I watch his releases religiously. I, I yeah. found his stuff to be really good. And Shane Young's, I, I think Shane Young's quite popular in this space. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you, have you I had think a everyone knows to... who Chewy is. Yeah. <laughs> have you had a chance to connect with the community in Australia, you know, and other organisations that are doing the same type of thing, the Power Look, Apps? Yeah, we used to have a, have a meet-up. Obviously, COVID, the lockdowns that we've had over here mm-hmm, have contributed mm-hmm. to that. I can't seem to bring myself into the habit of going to those things via the web. I yeah, like yeah, the, the old school face to face. Yeah, mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. the old school in person meetups, and so I think they stick up next month, which I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Look, I found some really interesting people that were talking about their use cases. Microsoft were having a weekly, not a weekly, sorry, a monthly meeting at their reactor site in Sydney. Yep, yep. You know, there were some people that worked there and attended that were just so easy to deal with, and you could see everyone just. Loved learning about it. It was a really good vibe. Yeah. And so I, I really enjoyed those myself. Yeah, I, I would suggest getting to those meetups mm-hmm. as well. That's where I met a lot of people and they sort of just opened my eyes. So like, oh, I can do more with this than what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Although some people think that, uh, to quote a friend of mine, you know, Power Apps is the new Excel. So, yeah. Yeah, some people are saying it's the, the new SharePoint. You know, it's, uh, you know, SharePoint back in the day, you could do anything with it. And, of course, Access is the other one uh, that Microsoft has in its history. Adam, before I let you go, is there any closing remarks? Uh, look, it's more just, I mean, it's come so far. I'm curious to see what it's going to be like in, in you know, two or three years from now. Um, you look at the progress that's been made just over the last 12 months, and I am just, like, looking forward to the future, like, what's going to be next? Yeah. And, I mean, it's, so it's going to be really good to see what Microsoft do with this moving forward in the future. Adam, thanks so much for coming on the show. No problems. Thank you, Mark. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. If there's a guest you'd like to see on the show, please message me on LinkedIn. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 Guy. Stay safe out there and shoot for the stars.